Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. with stories of the Pittsburgh Steelers. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is nobody. It's just my solo show. And you can check out Tony and I tomorrow night on the Steelers Hangover. Jeff, Dave, and I on the Steelers Preview and... There's so much stuff on the audio side as well. Also, check out shows that I'm not on. In fact, they're actually pretty pretty good. They're better when I'm not on the show. <laughs> so the title of the show today is called What's in a Name? And this is interesting to me because a lot of people don't know all about the Steelers' names. A lot of people do know. And, you know, I talked about them earlier. I'm a Pirates fan. And the Steelers were actually the Pittsburgh Pirates from 1933 to 1939. And then in 1940, they became the Steelers. Now, they had a fan contest to change their name. And fans could go ahead and a lot of teams do this that the Steelers could have been that were submitted in this contest. Some of them are absolutely ridiculous. Um, some of them are, yeah, you'll just shake your head. Could you imagine being a fan of the Pittsburgh Wahoos? The Pittsburgh Condors. I like the Condors. I, I believe they were, the. I believe their basketball team was the Condors. Um, if I'm not, not uh, mistaken. The Pittsburgh Pioneers, the Pittsburgh Triangles. Okay, I get it. That's that falls in line. 
the Pittsburgh Bridgers. <laughs> okay. Um, then there was the Pittsburgh Buckaroos, the Pittsburgh Yankees. I just don't see us as the Yankees. It, I don't think it really works. Now there were more still centric names too. The Pittsburgh Millers, the Pittsburgh Vulcans. Pittsburgh, if you're a Star Trek, Star Trek fan, wouldn't the Vulcans be awesome? The Pittsburgh Tubers, the Smokers, the Pittsburgh Smokers. Wow. The Pittsburgh Puddlers was another name. The Pittsburgh Rollers and the Pittsburgh Ingots. All steel-centric. Um, Eric Askew likes Wahoos. Wahoos for the win. Um, that's... That's interesting. Um, yeah, so among them, a few people won season tickets and a prize worth a value of about $5 as well as a cash prize, which would be worth about $92 today, according to Wikipedia. Now, what you don't know, something you don't know, if you listened to my show about a week ago with the, the preview, if you listen to that show, you would understand and know this answer. And the answer is not the Steagles. Yes, they were named the Steagles in 1943 when, during the war, when the Eagles and the uh, Steelers had to come together and play. They also were the pit cards the next year because of, uh, they did the same thing with the Chicago Cardinals at the time because of the war. But in 1940. 1940-1941, not a lot of people realize this. And this might seem like blasphemy. This is something that's going to like stab you in the heart for a second. Art Rooney sold the Steelers in 1940. Yes, he sold the Steelers. It ended up, I mean, finances were tough, so he decided to kind of merged with the with the Eagles, and like I said, not the Steagles. And he sold the team to a man named Thompson, who was from Boston. And he renamed the team. And if you listen to the Steelers preview about a week and a half ago, you know the name of this team. And this is a great name. The Steelers, for a couple of months, they never played. But they would have been the Pittsburgh Ironmen. Ironmen. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Ironmen. And can you imagine the team coming out? Bam, 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 bam. I am Iron Man. Okay, that would have been really cool. They could still do that. They could. That could be a nickname. I think I'm going to start calling them the Ironmen in, uh, in articles. But... What happened was Rooney realized that the commute to Philadelphia was a little tough. Same with Thompson. Alexis Thompson was his name, by the way. I'm just calling him Thompson, Alexis Thompson. He realized that, you know, Boston and Philly are a lot closer. So they organized a deal to Rooney bought back the Steelers. And Thompson ended up going in and having was going to have a, a team in Philadelphia. And I, I don't know exactly what happened with that, but they, they still ended up both being owners 
But that's what happened. So for a little bit, Mr. Rooney sold the Steelers. And then he had a change of heart. Sounds like the change of heart that Tyson Alulu had last week. Not to the same extent, but sometimes you realize, hey, grass isn't greener on the other side. We so we see so many romantic comedies that the uh, somebody realizes that, you know, this isn't what I thought it was. What I love is right in front of me all along. So there you go. So that is what's in a name. Now, I'm looking at some other teams here, and I thought it would be fun. And how teams got their names. And it's it's really intriguing to me. The Ravens tried to get the Colts name back. So I know we have a Ravens fan. Welcome to the show. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, Rod Woodson did get his ring in Baltimore. I bet you he'd trade it to have one in Pittsburgh. But uh, that's that was our fault, not his. Um, the Ravens were almost the Americans... And the Marauders, which Baltimore Marauders actually sounds pretty cool. But they went with the uh, Edgar Allan Poe reference, and that's why they got their name. Why are the Cardinals called the Cardinals? It's because they had maroon jerseys, and Cardinals are a dark red. And so that's what they decided to do. That's why they called themselves the Cardinals. Um, the Bills were named after a famous frontiersman. They were in Buffalo. They named themselves after Buffalo Bill Cody. That's how the Bills have been named. Buffalo Bill Cody. How about that? The Browns were almost the Panthers, but it was owned by a local businessman. It, you, you can't flush down the Panthers, but when it's brown, you can flush it down. Um, the Cowboys wanted to be the Steers. And then, te or the the Texas the Rangers, they wanted to be the uh, Texas Rangers, but then they decided that they did not want the confusion with the uh, the police group. But they just realized the reason they did not become the Steers, and this is this is hilarious. <laughs> they did not want the name, they did not want their team to be associated with that of a castrated bovine. True story. The Texans were almost the Apollos, which I would have been all behind. Man, you could have Carl Weathers hanging out at games, Apollo Creed. They're red, white, and blue. Now, the reason that they became the Texans, they wanted to be the Texans, but Jerry Jones owned the name in the Arena Football League of the Texans. And when he decided to change the name to the Dallas Desperados, that's what they did. Snowman's chiming in with, isn't the Cardinal the Missouri State Bird? I don't know, but they were not originally the St. Louis Cardinals. They were the Chicago Cardinals. So there, and Robert Rohde um, says, yeah, it's also the State Bird of Illinois. Um, I'm still reading that I got the fact that they were maroon color. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Um the Colts were named the Colts because they were the youngest team in the league, and the Colt is a young horse. The Jaguars were almost the Sharks, the Stingrays, and the reason they were the Jaguars, this, this is hilarious to me. It's because the Jacksonville Zoo had the oldest living Jaguar at the time. 
Yeah, the zoo housed a jaguar. And that's why they named themselves the Jaguars. I, Because when you think of Jacksonville, you don't think of... You definitely don't think of a jaguar. Now, funny story. I went to Mexico for a wedding. I went to Cancun. And we were golfing. A horrible golfer, golfer, by the way. And the reason that I bring up the fact that I'm a horrible golfer is because... I was shanking stuff like crazy. All these slices going into the woods and they had little signs. It said, be careful of going, looking for your balls because there have been Jaguar sightings. I'm like, Jaguars? I'm golfing and I'm going to be eaten by a Jaguar? No, thank you. I went back to the pool at that point. (laughs) So yeah, the uh, Steelers, Pittsburgh, Jaguars in Florida, the only reason is because the zoo housed a jaguar. That's that's amazing. The oldest of the species. The Chiefs were almost the mules, royals, or stars. Those were some of the nicknames. They ended up being the Chiefs because the uh, the mayor of Kansas City was H. Rowe Bartle at the time, and his nickname was the Chief, just like our owner, the Chief. But the mayor was the Chief, and they decided to do it for them. You're not going to believe this one. The Chargers. Chargers started out in L.A. They're in L.A. again. The team owner had an affiliate, an affiliation with a credit card company. And because, I I believe it was the Hiltons at the time. Um, Hilton might have been the first owner. But he also had an affiliation with a credit card company. And he thought it would be cool to call his team the Chargers as I'm doing the swipe, the Chargers. Can you believe that? (laughs) That's insane. But they also thought the bugle cry, the charge, would be cool for a team. That's why they are the Chargers. The Vikings were an aggressive person with the will to win. That's why they named them that team. Also, interesting about the Vikings, and we've seen this with other teams. They were the first team, the first professional sports team to do what? What is significant? And we're talking about the name. What's significant about that? I'm not going to give you time to answer. I'm just going to tell you. The Vikings were the first team to, instead of call themselves by the city, they called themselves by the state. So that's why they are the Minnesota Vikings. You know, the... uh, Miami Marlins used to be the Florida Marlins. Of course, the Panthers are the Florida Panthers. The Arizona Cardinals used to be the Phoenix Cardinals. Then they became Arizona. So there, there's some interesting stuff there too. Dave Shipley says, Happy Easter. Thanks, Dave. Happy Easter. Dave knows a lot about... Uh, Dave, you should know about Jacksonville. Is that true? The reason they named, named themselves that team? I think you're from that. You're around that area, aren't you, Dave? Um, because of the oldest living jaguar at the time, in the speech. <laughs> <Poor enough. laughs> okay, I, I'm not bringing that up on the screen, but check out Portna's comment. Oh gosh, um, really funny. The Saints. This is funny. The Saints were named after the religious holiday, All Saints Day, because it was announced that they had the, got the team on All Saints Day. That's why the Saints. 
The Jets were close to an airport. And also, <laughs> other names were almost the Burroughs or the Goths. And the reason the Goths was because of uh, Gotham City. But they chose the Jets. I, I think the New York Jets. I still think that's a pretty cool name. Um, Dave Shipley says, yeah, the, the county voted Panthers and they were taken. Yeah, Carolina came in at the same time. That's interesting. Two teams wanted to be the, the Panthers in, in, uh, in, Jackson, in Jacksonville and Carolina in 1995. The Raiders, this is my favorite. Can you imagine how intimidating the silver and black Oakland Raiders would be if they were the Oakland Seniors? I'm not kidding. They were almost the Seniors. Why are they not the seniors? This is even funnier to me. It's because the sports writers, there was a sport writer that went to them and said, look, we don't have the accent mark on our typewriters to be able to call them the seniors. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? This is true. This is absolutely true. Um, this The Eagles were... Uh, it was a part of uh, Roosevelt's New Deal. It is a part of Roosevelt's New Deal. Yes, they would be the Las Vegas seniors, um, Donald. But when they came in, they were Oakland. So, yeah, can you imagine the Las Vegas seniors? Um, see, 49ers, because of the gold rush. I'm, oh, I mentioned the Eagles. Uh, they, it was because of the symbol of the National Recovery Act. Really interesting. The Seahawks were almost the skippers, the pioneers, the seagulls, but they liked the aggressiveness. And what kind of bird is on that helmet? Which is a badass helmet, I gotta tell you. It's this. It's an osprey. Did not know that. It's actually an osprey. And you will be seeing the ospreys in Heinz Field this year as the 17th game was added. And the Titans were almost, I tell you what, they could, the Titans, I have no problem with the Titans name. I like it. I think Titans is Titans, you know. You know, I love it. I think that's a great name. Their other names as possibilities were actually pretty good. You have the Tornadoes, the Tennessee Tornadoes, the Tennessee Copperheads, the South Stars, I don't love South Stars, but still not bad. And the Wranglers, hey, they could have all worn Wranglers jeans. The first team to wear Wranglers jeans. jeans. So we had a lot of fun with this today. I, I hope you guys had fun. Bad, has there ever been two teams with the same name, says Cree. Uh, the same nickname at the same time. Now, I know in... Canada, there were two Rough Riders. There were there were the Ottawa Rough Riders and the Saskatchewan, excuse me, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't I don't know if they still both exist. I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about CFL. I, Mister uh, um, Rod Young, might be able to help us with that. Um, if you know. I somebody mentioned they'd love to see a CFL game. Yeah, I would too. I actually I would enjoy that. So one more thing about names. 
I'm going to do an article about this, but I, we'll have some fun. Here's some famous names that the Pittsburgh Steelers actually drafted. And I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Now, we all know about this. So these are famous namesakes that the Steelers have drafted in their time. All of these guys are draft picks for the Steelers. Of course, we know we have one right now. Marcus Allen. Not the Marcus Allen, the one the Heisman Trophy, but we have a Marcus Allen. And that's one of the, the main football ones that we'll talk about. One of my favorites is a fictional character. Well, there's actually, the Steelers drafted two fictional characters. One, Eric Taylor. And if you know anything about the fantastic show Friday Night Lights that was on NBC for, from 2006 to 2000, maybe 14. Michael B. Jordan was on that show. That guy's awesome. Um, but Eric Taylor, Coach Eric Taylor... The Steelers in 2000, I believe it was 2004, the uh, Ben Roethlisberger draft, drafted a lineman named Eric Taylor. But back in the 70s, the Steelers drafted Walter White. Can you imagine how cool that would be to have a Walter White? Another great fictional name. If you know Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Wow. Walter White Heisenberg. That guy's a bad dude. They had Walter White. So here's some others. Dave Shipley says it. The first ever draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, William Shakespeare. He went by Bill Shakespeare, but I looked up his name. I just did this yesterday. He is actually a William Shakespeare. So they drafted William Shakespeare. Never really play, never played. You know, the Steelers also drafted a Woodrow Wilson. I'm not kidding. They drafted a guy named Woodrow Wilson. They also drafted Living La Vida Loca. Yes, they had a Ricky Martin in the 80s. So how about that? Ricky Martin. And one of my favorites, actually probably the best player on this list, a guy that they drafted in 1980, big in sitcoms. And I'm not talking about Ed O'Neill because they never drafted Ed O'Neill. They, he was a free agent from Youngstown State, almost made the team in 1969, went on to for Married with Children and, of course, Modern Family. Not talking about Ed O'Neill because not really a, a namesake. But the Steelers had a defensive lineman who started a lot in the early 80s, I believe from 80 to 83, by the name of John Goodman. Not Roseanne's John Goodman, but the Steelers drafted a John Goodman, too. There's some other cool names, but when you throw out the John Goodmans, the Woodrow Wilsons, the William Shakespeare's, all drafted by the Steelers, I gotta love it. But yeah, Dave Shipley, if you didn't know that story, he's saying Al Bundy? Yeah. So if you don't know the story of Ed O'Neill, he was the one of the last cuts in 1969 of Chuck Knoll. Steelers had some good linebackers at that time. Um, but he didn't he didn't quite make it. Now, one of the reasons was they changed his position and he was learning the position, but he stayed there, stayed there till the very end, but didn't make the regular team. If he makes the team, you might not have Al Bundy. And uh gosh, I, I forgot his name. Jay uh, uh I can't remember his name on Modern Family all of a sudden. I, I know it. It should it should be on the top of my 
on the tip of my tongue. But that's a really good show, too. But yeah, Al Bundy was almost a Pittsburgh Steelers. So Polk High's favorite son, number 33, could have been a Pittsburgh Steeler. And he talks about it, too. And that's, uh, he mentions the Steelers on, uh, on Modern Family. Um, he, he, I believe that's one of his favorite teams, too. I believe he's a Steeler fan, if I'm not mistaken. But we've got a uh, live chat here before I get ready to get on out of here. Snowman says, sorry, I won't be able to see a live show for about a month. My schedule is changing tomorrow. I'm starting at 5 a.m. Go Steelers. Good luck to you, Snowman. Love it. Thank you so much for the donation. As uh, as we talk about another favorite TV show of mine and Tony Defio's. Tony and I love the same type of shows. Uh, Magnum P.I. Snowman is our Robin Masters. We... We love you, Snowman. Thanks. Um, good luck at uh, your new time at work. Um, Donald Nolan says this. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube with Ed O'Neill on Rich Eisen's show talking about being on Steelers. It's a really good watch. It is. And Cree asks, aren't uh, Bradshaw and O'Neill good friends? I believe they are. Jay Pritchett, thank you, Donald Nolan. Jay Pritchett. Look, was this a lot of Steeler news today? Wasn't a lot of stuff that happened this week. Yeah, they they signed some undrafted free agents. I think that uh, there's some guys that that you could know. I mean, they officially signed Tyson Alulu, but that was last week. They just made it official this week. You know, there's stuff like that. But as Emmanuel Omar says, it's always a pleasure catching a live BTSC show on accident, especially today. Bad, you are my Easter basket, LOL. <laughs> Emmanuel, thank you. I, Man, I, I don't think I deserve that type of praise to be somebody's Easter basket, but I really appreciate it. And I got to tell you, if you're hanging out with me on Easter Sunday for 49 minutes, that's awesome. And I realize this isn't a lot of great Steeler news, but that's what not what Tales from 2 a.m. is all about. You're going to get Steeler news all the time on BTSC, and that's what we're going to do. But we like to talk about this fun stuff. I consider myself sometimes the Cliff Clavin of BTSC. With the It's a little-known fact, and just the, the dumb stuff. And I appreciate all of, all of you for hanging out with me. Once again, happy birthday to Bry 160701. Have a great day. Happy Easter, everyone. Thank you for spending your morning with me. I love you so much. If you are on the podcast platform and not checking this out live, man, can't do it without you all either. So thank you for everything. So for Brian Anthony Davis, this is Brian Anthony Davis. I ask you to do three things. I ask you to be safe, be true to yourself, and always be behind the steel curtain. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.